In the wrestling world, the people are represented by two separate but unequally important groups. The wrestlers and bookers, who literally do all the hard work, and the fans, who endlessly nitpick and overanalyze everything they do. These are their stories. Warhorse and you need to shut your mouth, open your eyes, and clean out your ears, because it's time to listen to the Raw and Order Podcast. That's right, they're bringing you the best in all that meaty podcasty goodness in one, what is it, an hour, two, who cares, who gives a shit, you need to listen to it right now, or else Warhorse is gonna, I don't know, roll your ass! Welcome to another episode of Raw and <clears throat> wow, my voice is raw and order the wrestling booking unit, the only wrestling podcast on the planet, hosted by me. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarts, and I'm joined, well, will be joined eventually by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. But for right now, I do have RCMP JLB here. What's going on, man? How are you? It goes good, sir. It goes. Can't complain. It is Sunday. That means it is the beginning of the week. That means we have Raw and Order WBU. That means there's plenty of crimes to give. It means there's a lot of things to unpack tonight, good sir. And I am ready. I, indeed, a lot of things to unpack. Um, you know, and you know, we've been kind of experimenting with this uh, uh I don't want to say different format, but a, a more relaxed format instead of talking mm-hmm. specifically crimes or whatever. We just kind of do more stream of consciousness. So while waiting for for DA Fabe to join, mm-hmm. uh, let's get rid of some of the the things that we talk about uh, right off the bat, like uh, tatnusco.com, our podcast network that we're a part of. You can go to tatnusco.com. The link is in the doobly-doo. Wait until after the podcast, of course. But click on that. Check out all the other stuff on the podcast network. Uh, check out some stuff about Tatnus. He, he's a kind of interesting dude. And then uh, come back here. We live stream every Sunday night and Tuesday night at 10.30 Central Time. Um, so join us for that. <clears throat> We also like to talk about our merch store. You can uh, find that in the doobly-doo. You can find hats like this hat, shirts like this shirt, or like that shirt behind me. <clears throat> All sorts of fun stuff there. Great you for can... autographs. Yeah. This shirt back here, um, I've talked about it before. I love it. Uh, I took that to Zello Pro. I've got like 20 different wrestlers autographed on there. They loved it. They thought it was the coolest thing ever. And now it's a unique product that I can wear if I want to or display like I have here. Um, You know, I got Jonathan Gresham and Jordan Grace and Chelsea Green and Billy Gunn and Austin. Jonathan Gresham, my ROH champion, yes. Um, And... And a bunch of others, Billy Gunn, Austin Gunn, uh, GPA, a uh, bunch of people on there, all sorts of fun stuff there. So, and that's that's so unique because it's only mine. Warhorse, who just gave the intro to this podcast, oh. his signature is on there. He uh, signed on spot number nine, and he added a six before it. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he drew a little Warhorse. It's awesome. Um, but speaking of Ring of Honor champion Jonathan Gresham, today was the uh, debut pay-per-view for Terminus. Jonathan Gresham and Baron Black's new 
wrestling promotion. I don't know if it's really a full promotion, but they're going to be doing events. An event for now. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, the, it looks like they're doing another event in April. I want to say is when they announced. Um, okay. Based on an, based on something that happened at this, and I don't want to give too many spoilers or anything on this. You can still go on Fight TV and and buy this, and I believe it's just fifteen bucks. Really? Let me check that out. Yeah, I believe it's just it's on fifteen fight? bucks on Fight TV. Yep. You're just gonna uh, see my forehead. Apologies. That's fine. You can tell me about the the cresses and the wrinkles later. It's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fight Night 15. No, not that. Jesus. Um, and it, um, let's see. Pro Wrestling. Hard Times. Uh, and the thing is, because it's over, you know, already. Um, what is it called? It's Temnus? What is it? Terminus. Terminus. Um, so, yeah, if you go into replays. You can find it. Terminus, all roads lead to here. Fourteen ninety nine US. So of course Canadian uh, will have like nineteen bucks. Yep. Yeah. A little bit more. But um But I mean but, whatever. Uh you know, just check out the card if you like what you like there. Yeah. Different kind of wrestling. I wonder how the cameras are, the lighting is. Uh I, yeah, I, I mean here's it the deal is like a typical It's an indie wrestling show. And so you gotta you gotta uh, take it to indie wrestling standards. You know, it's not going to have the slick multi-cam uh, WWE, um, even AEW sort of stuff. Um, but uh, the card, I'll go over the card uh, for the night. Um, and like I said, I'm, I'm going to try not to spoil it so people can watch it. But you have, uh, let me find, find the start of the card here. It would help. Usually starting at the beginning always works. Yeah, the problem is that this uh, website I'm on lists it backwards. So, oh. Um, well, they're so half-assed backwards. Le- le- yeah, in fact, it's not even backwards. It's just all kind of mixed up to it. But uh, oh, Lee-, no. Lee Moriarty versus Josh Woods. Apparently, it was supposed to be Lee Moriarty versus um, uh, uh, Jay Lethal. But for some reason or other, Jay Lethal wasn't able to be there. So, Josh Woods. Uh, Moose defending the Impact World Champion against, Championship against Mike Bennett. Mm. Uh, Diamante versus Janai Kai. Uh, JDX versus Daniel Garcia versus Invictus Cash versus Adam Priest in a terminal elim- elimination match. So it was an eliminator match with one winner in the end out of four. Right? Mm. Uh, Dante Caballero and Joe Keys versus Tracy Williams and Fred Yehi. Um, Jordan Grace versus Kira Hogan for the Impact Digital Media Championship. Bandito versus Baron Black for the Ring of Honor World Championship, the official world championship. And then the main event was Jonathan Gresham versus Josh Alexander for the Ring of Honor Original World Championship in a pure rules match. Now, like I said, I don't want to give anyone spoilers. I will say, though, that the ending of... Uh, the main event match did feature an appearance by an AEW star challenging the winner for the next event, which is how we know the next event's date and time. Um, and you're not even going to spoil it? Well, I mean, I'll spoil it if I'm asked to. Mm-hmm. Nope, I didn't hear an asking, so. 
No spoilers. Stop. I wanted you to say it. AEW superstar? Is it someone big? Is it John Moxley? It is not John Moxley. It's me. It's me. Um, It's not John Moxley. We're talking about Terminus really quickly here because we were filling some time waiting for you. But um, (laughs) it's it's not as big of a star as John Moxley. I'll say that much. But it's still it's kind of a big deal for for someone from AEW to show up at this show and walk in. So it's me. It'd be a big no, deal if I but I, mean, I, I, I feel like it's a bigger star. Yeah. I will say he is a star <laughs> that I have his action figure sitting on my shelf above my shoulder here. Ben Fowler, <laughs> AEW star, future AEW star Ben Fowler, <laughs> sitting sitting right above my shoulder here. With, Superman with, with a Puerto, <laughs> Puerto Rican flag over his shoulder. Oh snap! It's uh, Santana. Sammy Santana. No, Sammy Guevara does not have the Puerto Rican flag because he's a <laughs> Spanish god. You dick. Um. Yeah. Anyway, it's very. So very so it's, it was Santana showed up and challenged for it. Oh, um, nice. Good for him. And so, you know, still, like I said, not not a huge, like, not the biggest star. It wasn't Kenny Omega. It wasn't John Moxley or whatever. But it's still, it's a big deal because he challenged for the Ring of Honor original world title match. Title belt. Yeah, if anything, it gives him a nice little push, too. It makes, mm-hmm. you know, it, it sells him even off AEW as well. So that's pretty yeah. badass. It, it does also make me wonder if we aren't going to see some sort of overlap between Impact and... Uh, AEW and Terminus in some ways here. Like having Jonathan Gresham show up on AEW to talk about it and whatever. And so, but there's a lot of fun things. And of course, like I said, Moose defended his Impact World Championship against uh, uh, Mike Bennett. And and the Digital Media Championship, uh, Jordan Grace defended it against Kira Hogan. And so on this terminus, there were Ring of Honor belts being defended and Impact World Championship belts being defended. So there's kind of some neat things there. There also was, I mentioned Daniel Garcia was in there. He is a currently AEW. You had Moose, um, who's currently signed, of course, Impact. Uh, you had Mike Bennett, currently signed no nowhere, but showing up on Impact, I guess. Um, uh, Kira Hogan has wrestled for AEW, but she's on a per appearance deal apparently. Baron Black also has wrestled for AEW, and Josh Alexander is currently an Impact World Champion, a former World Champion, and trying to get back into the race. So there's a lot of nice overlap there, and I'm kind of excited for that. So the next one is I want to say April fourth. I'll look, but 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 the big thing, the reason I really wanted to talk about it is 15 bucks, right? You can go on Fight TV. You can watch this for fifteen bucks, right? That's that's less than I would spend at McDonald's because I'm fat. Yes. A lot of people can spend less than fifteen bucks at McDonald's. Not this guy. Oh, <laughs> no, no. <gross. laughs> I'll pay more to go somewhere else. No, yeah. You, well, you will pay more I mean, to go somewhere else. Hashtag still not sponsored McDonald's. You want me to? Eat, you want me to promote your food? Really? You're going to promote McDonald's just so they can pay you? 
Uh, I'll, I'll, yes. I'll pay. I'll promote anyone who pays. That's how promotions work. That's the, the whole nature yes. of them here. I will um, literally shave if Harry's Razors decides that they want to mm-hmm. sponsor. Want to sponsor us? Oh my God! You would look I, like you're 15 if you shaved. I'm gonna try to get that I, to happen. I mean, I've seen him shaved. He doesn't quite look 15. I look pretty close to it, but he doesn't quite look 15. <laughs> In fact, uh, I have beautiful hair. Beautiful hair when it's cut. And I will shave my head if Harry's Razor sponsors us the same but, way they sponsor whoever else they sponsor. But my my point is not being talking about McDonald's, although I'll, I'll point out you are entirely correct. You will pay more to eat someplace else. That is the <laughs> way it works. Um, yes. Um, but but you except will get for, better food. Except for CeCe's Pizza, where you don't get better food. Yeah, true. But you will usually mm-hmm. get better food when you pay more to go someplace else. I was just pointing out that the, about the only place that I can I can eat a fulfilling meal at my size because I'm huge um, is like Taco Bell for less than fifteen bucks. I yeah. can get a fair amount of food at Taco Bell for yeah around ten bucks and be happy. So yeah, the, the beefy five layer, mm-hmm. three of those will pull it off, and that's less than five bucks. Yeah, I mean. You know, it, it, we use quotation marks around the beefy, but um, it's still filling. I get it. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Um, fifteen bucks for to watch Terminus on Fight TV on replay. Um, just do it. You know, do it instead of watching Raw tomorrow night. You'll mm. probably be happier. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, speaking and, of which, was that your crime? Well, like I said, we're kind of trying, been trying this new, more, a little bit more freeform, yeah. where we're not really doing crime, crime, crime. But that was the first thing that I wanted to talk about. I did want to bring into WWE territory uh, something that that made me a, at least. I don't want to say it's a crime, but it's something worth talking about. Um, in an interview with the Toronto Star, they uh, did a, did an article talking about the rivalry between WWE and AEW. And um, there's a specific quote that garnered a lot of attention. And in it, um, WWE mentions, uh, they don't specifically mention AEW by name on it, but you know, we know exactly what they're talking about. They say, quote, if you look at the gory self-mutilation that bloodied several women on the December 13th event on TNT, it quickly (laughs) becomes clear that these are very different businesses. We had an edgier product in the Attitude Era, but in a 2022 world, we don't believe that type of dangerous and brutal display is appealing to network partners, sponsors, venues, children, or the general public as a whole. Now, the thing I want to point out in there, that's it's very important from a wording standpoint, they did not say their fans in that list. It shows the priorities here. Network partners, sponsors, venues, and children and the general public. But nowhere in there did they say, we don't believe that is appealing to our fans. Um, Which I would argue that it is still appealing to fans. All fans of professional wrestling. For the most part, I'm not saying they like that match all the time and i might they might not even have liked that match right but but here's those all fans of cinematic adventure i mean here's the deal 
if you're if you're watching an action flick, a horror mm-hmm. flick, uh, I'm trying to think of other types of flicks that have that have blood and guts and gore and, and a stuff. thriller flick. Thriller, mm-hmm. really, any mm-hmm. flicks, you know? Yeah, I mean, here's love, the deal. love stories are pretty much the ones that don't. Well, right. uh, what what is the most successful R-rated superhero movie? It's Deadpool, where people's heads literally get chopped off regularly, right? And it's, it got a sequel, and it's getting a third one. And it's probably going to be in the MCU canon somehow-ish, you know, wibbly-wobbly stuff, so. Um, But I also would like to point out, though, at the same time as WWE is making the statement, not too long ago they had Randy Orton light a wrestler on fire, and they had uh, uh, a storyline with Seth Rollins poking people's eyes out. Right. So they... (laughs) So that's why fans. Yeah, I don't know. They just we're trying to take those, a jab. The the lighting the person on fire was not on network television. No, it wasn't. However, the poking somebody's eye out multiple times, multiple times was on, was network, on network television. television. But it doesn't matter because in the end, they 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 specifically they say network partners on this, but they aren't saying that it's because of the network television and all of that stuff. They're saying that they don't believe it's um, appealing to the general public as a whole. And But again, I'd say the important thing is they're leaving fans out of that equation. Fans are not what they're caring about. That, that's uh, a thing. Now, in that same article, Tony Khan was interviewed. And I'll point out, people like to throw a lot of shade at Tony Khan and, and AEW saying they keep attacking WWE. They keep bringing WWE up and things like this. But when I watch and look at this stuff, nine times out of ten, it's WWE throwing some shade at AEW, but not mentioning them by name. Um, but just saying, like, well, they do this blood and gut stuff. And we don't think whatever. Um in this same article where he was asked specifically about competing with WWE, Tony Khan's response was, quote, the plan was to put on the best wrestling show on television. When we started, we had a great roster and a lot of great people, but there was more parity in the wrestling world of wrestling in terms of where people were signed. Did I expect that we would be competitive with the company that was number one in many of those metrics? Yeah, I did, and it's gratifying that we have been. Notice that in that quote, he doesn't throw any shade. He he doesn't even say, we feel like they were putting on a subpar product and only getting by on... on. He doesn't say anything about it. He says, I was hoping to be competitive and I was hoping to be the best wrestling show on television and I feel like that I've been proven right in some ways. That's it, right? Well, I mean, so, the numbers they're both- up are Rob level numbers right now not not raw attitude error numbers but raw but they're yeah they're getting really close to raw right now and and the key to raw attitude era is we didn't have the options of watching online Mm -hmm. raw attitude era probably only pulls a million to a million and a half a week and the reason being we have hulu we have netflix we have the ability to watch it later we have dvr so i don't think any wrestling show is going to put up raw attitude era numbers, and it's going to be difficult for any show that is not 
super mainstream sports or super mainstream television show, uh, reality show, to put up those kind of numbers. Mm-hmm. Seven million viewers. Yeah, honestly, though, they're just they're both petty fucks, though, because Tony Khan does also say uh, some shit too, and all that. He said stuff in the past. He's he's not scot free with not ever saying anything bad about WWE, you know. So let's let's call a spade a spade here. The the thing is, I I really don't hear. I'm 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 gonna be honest with you. He rarely actually has has gone after WWE. I'm. He has gone after some things that they've done, but not specifically. But I, I point out, they've lobbed him a softball that he could have come at it, and he didn't. He just said, I wanted to put on the best product I could, and he did, right? So you can throw all the shade you want. Also the most talked about match for about two weeks. Mm-hmm. The one that they're throwing shade based on. Yep. So. But. Um. But that, that's what I really want to say. Is, I mean, here's the deal. They're promoters. Their job is to promote, right? And and I'm I'm not really saying that the WWE is wrong because they're they're in a slightly different position than AEW. Number one, they're a publicly traded company, right? So that's really the thing that they left out of that that really matters most to them is shareholders, right? Um, and they they may legitimately have worry that their shareholders won't like if they do that product on a regular. And at sure. that point, they probably they're not entirely wrong, right? Um but they need to at least be honest about it. Whereas AEW does not have shareholders. They have Tony Khan and he's got one like silent investor that's his dad, right? And that's it. And so as long as they're keeping Tony Khan happy, keeping the dad happy, and keeping TNT TBS happy. They're fine. Uh, My bad. I don't know what that was technically. I have so many devices. <laughs> but I I do also want to throw out that when we're talking in the world of wrestling right now, um, we had Terminus that had some great matches uh, put up for. We've got a uh, GCW event coming up in a couple weeks, right? Uh, the world on GCW. And I don't know if you've seen the card as it's developing for that. But I may have to get a GCW pay-per-view, right? Oh, snap. Matt Cardona versus Joey Janela. Oh, that's going to be fun. Ruby Soho versus Ali Catch. Team Bandito, which is ASF Bandito and Laredo Keg versus Team Gringo, Eras Dominic Flaming, Demonic Flamita and Gringo Loco, Jonathan Demonic Gresham Flamingo. versus Blake Christian. Currently, um, you know when when they made, booked it, Ring of Honor World Championship match. Whether he's still champion after Terminus, well, it's up to you guys. Uh, watch it. Briscoes versus TBA. They put out an open challenge. Now I'm going to point out we already have Ruby Soho from AEW appearing on this, so it opens up the match. You also have Joey Janela from AEW appearing on this. Opens up some crossover there, and then the main event is John Moxley versus Homicide. Yeah, 
for the GCW World Championship match. Um, I'll also point out that during this, uh, Matt Cardona, not um, not in this, but in the lead up to it, had a GCW event this weekend. Matt Cardona de- declared himself after winning his match the ECW Television Champion uh, because um, that has not been defended in twenty years. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, so he declared himself that. And then on the next night came out and said, well, I've been getting a lot of heat from this and to uh, avoid the cease and desist that I know is coming from Vince. Um, I'm going to go ahead and vacate that and threw the ECW television championship in the trash. Oh, snap. This guy, the balls on him. Um, Matt Cardona is a machine. He is, and he was squandered by Vince. He was a face machine. He is a heel machine. He is building heat like you would not believe. He is everything that is good and evil about wrestling in one person. Yeah, that's valid. So, so I'm excited for that. I might actually. You know, check my finances and all that stuff, but might actually order a GCW pay per view for that. Chelsea four sixty nine. Yeah, that's the shirt that he wore out. Uh, Both of them wore out. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would buy an OnlyFans for that. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, Chelsea Green has an OnlyFans, so you know, probably not that kind of OnlyFans. Well, the only way to find out <laughs> is to become you're the only fan. <laughs> well, I mean, I, 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 I am definitely certain not the only he would fan not be the only fan. Yeah. So, so, so um, uh, little, little. Uh, go ahead. I'm gonna throw some shade. This okay, week. throw some shade. I'm gonna throw some shade at the two major promotions. Um. One of which I think is doing very well on one of its shows, and I think the other one is meh. Um, I would say both of them are that way. I think SmackDown is good. I think Raw is not good. I think Rampage is excellent. And I think Dynamite is redundant. Good. Still as good. Oh, I know. I know. And here's where I'm going with this. Um... I'm going to go on record. I really think that two hours is the maximum limit for a wrestling show, for a weekly episodic wrestling show. And an hour and a half might be the, might be the, the, the proper groove. In fact, I think I could watch three separate one hour shows easier than I can watch a three hour show. See, I, I believe that. Yeah. I, I don't entirely disagree with you, except quality of show matters right i agree and and dynamite has been taking heat on all of the podcasts Mm -hmm. and and they're right it's starting to have struggles segueing from segment to segment see maybe maybe but i i'm 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 gonna come out here and defend i did not think this week's show was nearly as low as some people were saying i enjoyed this It, it wasn't top tier but it was a B plus show from sure. beginning to end, and and people are dragging it like it was a, a C minus or a D. 
This well, is SmackDown you're talking about? No, this is Dynamite. AEW Dynamite this week. People oh. are dragging it like it was horrible. And but, I just think But remember, Rampage was exceptional. And it is every week because well, See, because the I, same reason Vince puts the same stars on every week. Um, because at the end of the day, there's only a certain amount of room for content. At the end of Rampage, I was like, Johnny Hungy. And when Rampage started, I was like, Trent's going to die. And Trent put on the best match of Trent's career. Yeah, best singles match, match of Trent's career. career and I thought Trent was going to die. And, and truth be told, most of the way through the match, I thought, is Trent going to die? And um, see, and, and and I'm gonna slightly disagree. I mean, I liked Rampage, but I actually this this week preferred Dynamite to Rampage, and I love John Silver, the the Beaver Boys, back before they were in AEW. Um, I really really like him. And Trent Beretta, I love that he's allowed to be called Trent Beretta again. Um, but but to me. The storylines told on on Dynamite were better than the storylines told overall on Rampage. Like Rampage was a couple one-off matches, and sure. Dynamite was setting up storylines. Right I, now, I, think uh, I know JLB disagrees with the thoughts on uh, the CM Punk Wardlow ending. I thought I it that, ended I exactly think... the way it has. I think that is an exceptional move. Like that was the high point of that show, mm-hmm. and it carries a storyline longer than than their other stuff has has carried. Yeah. Um, I, the, the concern is that are they are they getting to a point where they're struggling to carry storylines long enough? Um, and more importantly, if you have a two hour show, you have to carry a storyline. If you have a three hour show, you have to have filler with this with the ability to carry storylines, which is why Raw doesn't work and hasn't mm-hmm. worked for. I mean. And Raw this, works if you have writers that can write a three-hour show every yeah. week. This is why I, I point out three-hour shows, because you go back to the 83 weeks, the actual 83 weeks, when sure. when uh, uh, WCW went to three hours for Nitro, yep. they were three enjoyable hours, right? Correct. I that, did not that's dislike writing. That's where writing really comes in. That's where dedicated staff really comes in we also i sent you guys and I, I i think the show had already started and i wasn't here yet um but i sent you a um video of the opening of a nitro um post nwo era and on that opening there were several things going on and i think what what dynamite had done very very well at one point um, but now there's, there's, again, there's thought going into, to rampage at, at some point, what is the amount of time to oversee writing that an owner can have? Uh, we know that five hours is too much. We know that from Vince. Um, we know that, that Vince had released a lot of that control at one point. And that's when when it was at its best. And now that Vince tries to over over manage everything, it's not at its best. And that's fine. Is is Tony Khan's because I'm running the whole company because I'm overseeing everything. The Fiend has my screen again. That's fantastic. Um, anyway, um, because Tony Khan's got all this stuff going on, 
is Tony Khan due for releasing some creative control? And and God damn it, you're so good at it. I don't want you to. But the same thing could have been said about Vince circa 2002. Mm-hmm. Um, my my concern is, did did going to three hours a week hurt AEW? We know that five hours a week currently is hurting WWE. We know that if you wanted to keep if you wanted to keep Raw at three hours, you should have Raw, and then you should have a recap show. And a recap the, like they did with Fox at one point, yeah. um, or something along those lines. We or know that you, we know that two of us fell into liking wrestling because of a Saturday morning recap show that was an hour long with Todd Pettengill. So, <laughs> you know, so I don't um, think I don't think AEW is close to it yet. Um, and, but I what I will is I don't think uh, Dynamite or Rampage are. Are good arguments towards them getting closer. I think AEW Dark might be the argument um, for it. AEW Dark was ninety minutes this week. It's also tough to follow. Like it's it's really tough to follow. Because they do as much storyline on Dark as they do. Well, I think I, 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 I we've said it before on this, on this show. I think the biggest problem with both Dark and Dark Elevation is they do have storyline, but they don't they don't do any vignettes. They don't do really any interviews. They don't do hardly any storyline stuff it's just match after match after match after match after match that are storyline related but just boom 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 um and so watching aw dark is you get a match over the match is done and then you hear taz or tony chivani or whoever they have on on commentary that'd be like okay coming up next we've got this match you know stay tuned and then they play maybe a little commercial and then they go straight to that match and and you know we criticize WWE for 20 minute long promos and rightfully so mm-hmm. but there is also the other side of that coin of not having any promos yeah, there's there's got to be a balance to mm-hmm. it and so um, AEW Dark needs to be slightly less wrestling and a little bit more storytelling um to to kind of make up for it but anyway. and i mean those poor fans too okay when i go to a raw all right. I'm, I know I'm going to be there already for three hours, but then you have maybe a few dark matches and thing. And honestly, maybe it's because I'm a bit older or whatever. I cannot do it. After a three hour raw, I was dead. I had either dead from being bored uh, just because of the commercial breaks and whatever have you. But by three hours, I was done to the point where I had free tickets to go see SmackDown, which was also in Montreal that time and i didn't even want to go i'm like i'm still exhausted oh yeah you're lucky because smackdown's five hours because mm-hmm. yeah. they do 205 live after it yeah but raw do also does, uh, and then they do house uh, and a house, house show. show yep a one-hour house show it's oh, literally really? five hours mm-hmm. yeah jesus yep. and 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 speaking so, of smackdown i i live in the town smackdown was in this week and and Did could have it? gone to it. And we Gosh, missed it. Dude. It was here in Omaha. Could it, you know, like I realized last minute. I looked up there were some decent seats for twenty bucks. I looked at my wife, and I was like, I just I don't know if I have it. Um, first of all, I don't know if I have it in me right now in the age of Omicron, right, to right. go to 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 an arena and sit there for five hours with the mask on because Omaha is in a mask mandate again, at least temporarily. 
We're not going to get into the politics. We're not going to get into the politics of that. That is a really weird situation there. Yeah. Both sides. Weird. Yeah. It's. It's this started two- when though? Just recently? Mm. Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh well Tuesday Tuesdays when the health department so here the the health department for the city uh announced the, a mask mandate. The okay. the mayor of the city then said, Whoa, uh you don't have the authority to announce a mask mandate. The health <laughs> said, okay. I sure do. The mayor says, I don't think so. Then the governor of the state jumps in and says, nope, I don't think so. So here I'm going to send the attorney general to file a lawsuit against it. So we've got the health department putting the mask mandate and then a lawsuit being filed against the mask mandate to stop the mask mandate. So until the courts rule the mask mandate is in effect, if the courts rule that he didn't have the power to it, then the mask mandate disappears. Right. If the courts rule that he did have the power, then it stays. Who knows? I'm I'm not gonna vote whatever voice yeah. on either side. I'm just saying right now there's a mask mandate. It's a really weird situation in Omaha yes. for that. Mm. And um, it was 24 hours. Like mask mandate won't go into effect. I think they announced it Monday by Wednesday it went into effect. Or mm-hmm. Thursday morning. Uh Wednesday, no, at Wednesday. midnight. Wednesday at midnight. Yes. Wednesday morning. So 48 hours is is the amount of time they gave from the announcement to Wow. Okay. Yeah. Now that fast. that being said, I'll, I will also point out that uh, COVID is surging in Omaha, and uh, hospitals are filling fast. So that's why the health. That's the argument the health department has for right. it is they're trying to slow the slow the surge, and they're doing what they had to, and they they feel they had to act fast. We won't get into whether or not the legality right. of it or whatever. I'm just saying it's a weird thing, and I just did not have it in me to go sit at That's a... it, the anxiety of having the mask on and whatever, mm-hmm. your kids at home and what happened. You know, it's a whole thing, for sure. Yeah. I, that would explain why a lot of people, you know, don't want to go out during that time and so on. Because mm-hmm. it just, already, just the show in itself can be exhausting. Yeah. You have so many oh, people yeah. around you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and everything. Yeah. And then... I think I saw attendance for this smackdown was like 4500 people wow. um attendance for raw was over 7000 west uh uh, uh chi health arena is what it's called now but yeah the the former oh my gosh i would have tried to move to baxter yeah just to fill up the arena um but uh raw did over 7000 and smackdown did almost 7 not smackdown uh dynamite, dynamite did nearly 7000 like what's six, that? What's the attendance there? The attendance for that arena venue? Uh, for like wrestling capacity fourteen thousand. Oh yeah. wow! So just half. Okay. No, no. like ten thousand short. Mm-hmm. Like lower you said bowl. Seven thousand. Fourteen thousand. Yeah, but seven thousand yeah. were there. So no, for Raw no, 40, there was seven thousand. Forty-five hundred. Only forty-five hundred for SmackDown. Oh, oh. You're talking okay. lower bowl camp. Uh, off mm-hmm. camp side. That's it. Right. So, okay. Damn. They couldn't so, even do the upper bowl there. So, so while we're talking about WWE, I'm going to point out, I'm going to play a game I'm, I decided to start over the next few weeks, right? I saw this at Target the other day. This is a pack. It's got 11 packs of WWE Heritage 2021 trading cards in it. So in each episode, I'm going to let you guys choose which pack I'm going to open. And we're going to play a game 
as to um, A, do I get any decent cards at all? Um, B, how many cards are we going to pull that are wrestlers that do not work for WWE anymore? Ooh. That's going to be quite a few of um, them. And so now keep in mind, there's also there's special. You can get autographed cards. There are hollow cards. There are special. Um, uh, what do they call them? Allen and Ginter cards um, and all that stuff. But so so out of 11, which pack am I pulling today? Four. Yeah, it's two, four. Okay. Pack four. One, two, three, four. Pack number four. Who's on the front? Um, it has got AJ Styles on the front. Oh, so nice. at least the character on the front is still employed by WWE. Mm-hmm. What's going on there? Is he permanent on NXT now? Is that? Um, he's going back and forth. I think they're trying to use him to build up that NXT star. Grayson uh, or something? Not Grayson. Yeah, Grace, uh, Grayson Waller. Or, yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> the first card in the pack is a question mark. <laughs> of all the days to pull this card, number one. Oh, that's Because that, that is another thing to talk about. Mustafa Ali announced today that he has requested his release from WWE. Yep. So he's still currently employed, but maybe not for much longer. And hold on. While while it's there, the card works with that. Let's talk about that. Yes. Because that was one of the bigger issues that happened today. Uh, he had announced it on Twitter that he requested his release. Then there had been reports from all the dirt sheets that him and Vince had an argument back in like November of he had uh, he had given an idea for uh, this new hero of America for SmackDown. And it apparently was approved, but then was then rejected like three weeks later or something and then ali got really angry and upset and him and vince apparently had a heated argument and that role is going to be given to otis (coughs) well and then we basically haven't seen we haven't seen mustafa ali on tv basically since then um the thing is i i'm gonna point out there's, of course, already people who've put together and Mustafa Ali is AEW um, thing or whatever. I'm going to point out his announcement, his specific, the way he announced it, says he's he's got a story to tell that he doesn't think he can do in pro wrestling in WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a little bit of leeway to that statement that he might be thinking of taking some time off from pro wrestling entirely to tell his story in some other way whether we do, a book a movie whether it's a book or, or a, a movie script, or something whatever yeah. we we do know that he was pitching for a role in uh the blade the new wwe not w the new mcu blade movie there's a new blade movie coming yeah they're they're working on it. it's got uh Hmm. Mahershala Ali uh, as the as Blade. Oh, just gonna so. totally scrap Wesley Snipes now. Yeah, well, I mean, he is like 80. fifteen years. Yeah, sixty or whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, 
vampires don't age and Wesley Snipes yeah. does. Oh. Yeah. But on top of it, the 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 Wesley Snipes Wesley Snipes Blade movies were set in a universe that did not have superheroes in it and to right. uh introduce Blade into the MCU now it's got to be in a universe. So they're basically rebooting that. But yeah. Um but yeah, Next who's part. who's so, who's Blade though? Mahershala Ali. Oh, um, okay. Who's a really, really good actor? I yeah. fully. Well, he's already been part of the MCU. So. Yeah, that's it. In a way. In a way. <laughs> in kind of a way, because he was he was in the uh, 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 Luke Cage movies. I thought he. All right, TV show. Panther. I don't think Mahershala Ali was on Black Panther, but I guess. I thought that's no, what they said when they released that he's was the person they were using. For but the thing is, there also have been uh, 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 <coughs> other people who've been in MCU shows before and then show up in a different role later. So it's not wouldn't be the first time. But he was the um, the the main. Uh, bad guy in the Luke Cage TV series. Maybe that's um, what I was thinking of. On Netflix. That is sort of maybe canon, maybe not. They, they're really kind of wishy-washy on whether those actually count as canon. Um, sure. But, wow, it uh, only starts filming in July of 22. <laughs> yeah. So... Not gonna well, be yeah, until it's a like ways end off. of the year next year. Yeah. But so so next card. Okay. Almost he will be with WWE for a while. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh, more specifically. I, I feel like um if he leaves WWE, we won't see him in another promotion for a while. So um yeah. the Your next thoughts? one. Oh, I'll bring you back. Up. I don't have it. <laughs> the next Sorry. one uh, is actually part of a series of cards that this is. Uh, this series is apparently uh, focusing on. And I want to see where it says on the thing here. It says, uh, where does it say? Look for exclusive The Miz Superstar Tribute cards. A um, tribute from The Miz. So the next card is. A Miz Superstar tribute for 2010, The Miz. Oh, wow. And he's a lifer. And um, he's he's still with WWE. So far, we're batting 100. 1,000, excuse me. On, I, hitting it's hard 100%. to do production value if you don't have your camera. Well, no. I mean, night. Mustafa Ali kind of, you know. But I, he's I, still I, technically, so he's still technically. All right. Mr. Semantics, uh, I'll give you I, a... I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm, I'm feeling this pack might be might um, next one. This is one Seth, of Allen and Ginter's Seth freaking, freaking Rollins. Rollins. And this is, this is Monday Night Messiah. This is uh, the introduction of that. Yeah. That well, it doesn't have to be like new cards right it just could be random packs of all of their cards that they have correct well these are active the, these are 2021 so. cards 
These are all packs for 2021. Which would have been produced in late 2020. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, let's see if it even has a date on here. It probably wouldn't. No, but sometimes it might be on your plastic wrap. Yeah. Okay. Next card, true to the wrapping, Allen and Ginter, AJ Styles. Well, ain't that a phenomenal card? Not a lifer, but probably will retire with them. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Not a lifer since he started out elsewhere, but I feel like he's, he's. He's at that age where if WWE cuts him, he's going to be like, okay, I think I'm done. You know? If, if he doesn't, it'll be a production role with with a relatively stationary organization. Mm-hmm. Second to last card. Rhea Ripley. Ooh. Predictions. Um, predictions. I think she'll be with WWE for for the near future, but I do kind of feel like she's on some thin ice with with uh, Vince. She's not the type of woman superstar that Vince typically carries. She's released um, by fall. Um, I th- I think she makes it through this year. Mm. Um, but but the thing is, I I don't think she makes it back to. Uh, uh, championship again i i think she has to be scarier to be championship level mm-hmm. and i don't think they'll let her be scarier yeah they want her sanitized for the tv you know i mean the perfect example is that this really kind of shows it here um if you get her hair it's slick and slicked back and well maintained and so despite her scary appearance she looks like she's put together groomed. well. She looked groomed, right? You go back to her time in NXT when she was dominant and uh her hair was spiky and edgy and kind of all over the place and she didn't look groomed. She didn't look civilized. She looked uncivilized. She looked manic. And I think that's part of the thing. I would so love to get uncivilized with her. And then the final card in this no. week's pack. Santos Escobar, NXT. Hmm. I think he's gone as soon as his contract is up in his own mind. I I think I think he's with WWE for as long as he feels WWE is worth it to him. But he's yeah. like much like AJ Styles, not a lifer because he did not start in WWE. Well, I mean, neither did like Rhea Ripley or Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is now a lifer. I think that that Santos Escobar will go somewhere else. Well, Rhea I think Ripley AJ had so much of his career somewhere else yeah. that you can't call him Rhea that. Ripley had very little career pre WWE. Sure. She was one of those that was picked up. At, at a at a tryout in uh Britain. um Australia because she's Australian. Oh, um tryout in Australia. She had some a few like indie matches in Australia but but WWE is her only promotion that she's been with. Santos Escobar was in uh Lucha Underground. Santos Escobar 
had been in Impact Wrestling. Santos Escobar had been in AAA. Santos Escobar had an entire career before WWE. Yes. So that's why I don't... And I he think... does such good heel work. All they've done is give him a platform to make a lot more money anywhere he goes. Anywhere he goes. Yeah, that's another so, example of great talent being underutilized for his true potential. Same with Rio. 100% of the cards on that are currently still WWE superstars. Unfortunately, I, I will say a little disappointed. None of none cards were super cool. Um, the Allen and Ginter ones looked the nicest to me. Um, so... But they don't gain a lot of difference between Sammy or between AJ and Seth. Yeah. If you hold them up both up side by side, you're not really the... the well, and the thing the is... What, is the only difference. What you have to keep in mind... Now, apparently the Allen and Ginter ones uh, highlight only people who've been a world champion, um, which I guess makes sense and limits a bit. But Allen and Ginter is a brand of cards um, that's really popular in uh, like baseball cards, apparently. And so they um, have this very specific look to them. They're going to look the same. But these look about the nicest. I, I have to be honest, most of these other cards, their design looks like it's out of like 1989. Um, <laughs> Don Russ tops battling it out. Yeah, they definitely didn't pay their like card designer much to even yeah. attempt anything with that. He's a little disappointing. Take photo, put a little border. Okay, that's it. Ciao. Um, a little disappointing overall, but I guess I, disapp me disappointed in something WWE. What? Let so, me put my shock I, face. On. I I am gonna have to do some searching to see if I can find it the AEW cards. In the area, because do some comparison there. I really got to go check out the Walmart see if I could find any AEW action figures. At least get like one or two. Uh, that you can also find them at some other stores now. They're not Walmart exclusives anymore. Oh, really? But, okay. Mm -hmm. So, like, I find found quite a few at the Targets nearby, um, but. You know, Target closed down here. Target was yeah. here for like two years, and mm -hmm. it was crap. <laughs> but um, they should have just left Zellers. But <clears throat> I mean, I found most of mine at Target. The 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 uh, Walmart near me tends to be really picked through. The Target is a little bit less. Like right now, I could walk into the Target and I could pick up a Riho or a Ortiz, and I know that because I looked at them and I'm like, yeah. I've got Santana. I really don't care for Ortiz. Wow. So you might as well have the tag team. I don't want the tag team. I want Santana to go off and be a superstar all on his own. Wow. That's a dick move. I want the best for him. I don't care about Ortiz. Ortiz doesn't do anything for me. Anyways. Ortiz is the one that always bites the ropes? Yes. Hmm. Yeah, he is kind of too out there. <laughs> I mean, he's just, he's just not, my, not my thing, so. Um, 
Does that make math? No. Oh. Anyways, um, what else did we need to talk about today? Um. So. Yeah, I mean, I I guess just going back to the whole Mustafa Ali thing. Um, with that being said, a lot of wrestlers have mentioned the same thing. The one most recent of Vince not uh, necessarily taking superstars' ideas was, of course, John Moxley, who had uh, mentioned that in his book and in various interviews that Vince just doesn't care what the superstars want and that uh, Vince is just going to do what he wants to do. Yes, he is the chairman, so I get it. He wants complete control. Uh, but we were also alluding to, you know, uh, should Tony Khan maybe give up control a little bit uh, and maybe give the wrestlers a bit more freedom because he might very well end up like the future Vince McMahon. Not now, but, you know, in a, cu- in a couple of years, two, three years down the road, uh, this can very well be... Um, when you have too much control of something and you don't have an open mind within a company, uh, you're going to have a narrow minded tunnel vision script and entertainment on your show, which is obviously what we are seeing with WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, with bringing the and the reason why I kind of brought John Moxley into the picture, or should I say what was trending on Twitter, Dean Ambrose, a lot of people have speculations because of what happened on SmackDown with them showing the shield, um, that Dean Ambrose is going to show up at the Royal Rumble. So I would like to just call it a crime because it is one on Twitter for doing this Dean Ambrose hashtag and upping this rumor reel that Dean Ambrose will show up at the Royal Rumble. Like what? Dean Ambrose ain't showing up at the Royal Rumble. No bueno. No bueno. And and here's the, I'm, I'm not saying because I think I don't, I think Tony Khan would say no to it. Tony Khan would be fine with it. If, if, uh, and I don't think John Moxley wants to do it for control of his character and his likeness. He's worked so hard to separate himself over the last few years from the Dean Ambrose. He's not going to just walk back for, for a one-off at it, right. right? And we know his contract with AEW is not up to the point that he would go back full-time. So I, you know, do, do I think there's anyone from AEW that will show up at the Royal Rumble? I can't say for 100% no. I, I seriously, I would not put it past Jericho showing up for the Royal Rumble, right. you know, just to do a spot. Cause Jericho is, um, at his heart, a, uh, a promoter himself. Right. Whatever makes Dude, Jericho got- look better. He's got a little boat going out here pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> well, his second and, cruise has been, or his third cruise has been postponed. I didn't still hear got that, a boat so. going out here pretty quick. But it's in three years. He's got a boat going mm-hmm. out here pretty quick. Yep. Well, and, but it, but even without the boat, he's got records to sell. He's got yep. tours to sell mm-hmm. out. He's got his book did, to sell. He's got a podcast to promote. Um, 
he he did help bro, the Broken Skull Sessions do mm-hmm. something with I mean, Austin, you know? Side so. note, they helped with the Women's Royal Rumble by taking three competitors out of it and putting Lita in in one week. Who did they take out of it? Liv, Dewdrop, and Bianca. Well, they didn't take them out. They had they not been have. announced for it. Because, Correct, but they can't because, be in it if they're in a, <laughs> yeah. the Pri- one prior to that. Yeah. Prior to that, it was uh, the official announcement was it was going to be uh, Becky Lynch defending against either Liv, Dewdrop, or Bianca. Um, right. And so, you know, all three of them were not officially in the Royal Rumble prior to it. Now, again, we mentioned on our talk about Royal Rumble before. There's still a chance they could be in it. I mean, we've had people well, and do card two matches to change. And card jump, yeah, exactly. We've had people do two matches. Uh, you know, show up in a match earlier and then show up in the Royal Rumble. Back, Becky's. Been I mean, Charlotte's in the match for Pete's sake. I so I don't think she's going to have a title yeah. defense yeah. at the Rumble. Uh, but she does get to pick her opponent. So that's how we know yeah. now Charlotte won't just not defend. She's going to be able to pick her opponent. So mm-hmm. she most likely won't Same. win. Side note, how many times has the actual title been on the line in a Royal Rumble match? Twice? I I thought it was once, once but you are correct. It's twice. Maybe. Is it twice? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Triple H took the title off of Roman. That's it. Yeah. That's the one I missed. I knew Flair. Everybody knew Flair. I mean, everybody knows Flair. So, Woo. no, so I, I, I agree with you 100%. No chance. To use a phrase, no chance in hell, John Moxley, aka Dean Ambrose, shows up in the. He just wouldn't go back. If you give him like five million dollars, <throat> the guy won't do it. It was so bad for his mental health. It's it's more the sanctity of standing up uh, to your sticking up for your yourself and your guns and uh, having that mental stability of not going back to a company that you felt treated you like shit for so many years. You know, there's anxiety in that and so on and so forth. I don't think he would never go back. Never. If WWE offers me five million dollars to go to the Royal Rumble and get thrown over the top. And I have to be called Joan Muxley to do it. I will do it. You'll do it. But if you do that, you'll have to experience three years of constant depression and people telling you you can't do that. I mean, I I was going to do that anyway. So, you know, I guess. Yeah, Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure even Mox would be like, to steal money from Vince? Yeah, I'll Mm -hmm. mill my scares this thing. Like you wouldn't be you would you know John Lee, you'd be Dan Ambrose. <laughs> Dan Ambrose. Dan Rios. Or, you'll be hell, you'll be S.A. Rios. They own the name they long lost cousin. Dean Ambrose. They can have me come out to his music You can be everything. a fake fake diesel situation. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it randomly plays wild thing. Still. Still hate that song. Uh, well, they would. They probably wouldn't be able to get the rights to do it because um, I would bet when um, Tony Khan licensed it, he licensed it exclusive for professional wrestling. So I would bet. Anyways, now 
They 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 could. They might go. get born to be wild. They're like, all right, we'll do another wild song. Born yeah. to be wild, Steppenwolf. Yeah, they could do dollars. that. I'm impressed. You know that that's Steppenwolf. Proud of you. Yep. 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 I only know that because uh, I was in a band in high school and we did a bunch of cover songs. Oh, did you and, go on a magic uh, carpet ride wild. while you were there? It it was a whole new world for me, but uh, I did not go on a magic carpet ride. That's Steppenwolf's best That's song, also Steppenwolf. Yeah. Oh, was it? Okay. I was, I was, I was thinking Aladdin. Oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah. No, they had they had another song called Magic Carpet, right? Was that as popular, and though? No. It, it's probably not to mainstream as popular. It is their better of their two it is. Okay. big hit singles. I'll make sure to check mm-hmm. that out, then. All oh, right. yeah. Magic Carpet, right? It's a great song. Mm, okay. It's used on the soundtrack to Reservoir Dogs. Ooh, okay, so I definitely heard it before then. Reservoir Dogs Which, is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, Re- Reservoir Dogs is is one of the movies that used soundtracks better than almost any other movie. And and part of it is because uh, in Jerry Reservoir Jenny, Dogs, <laughs> in Reservoir Dogs, the audience is not the only ones listening to the songs. The characters in the movie are also listening to those songs which uh, isn't used by many movies. Only recently, the Guardians of the Galaxy movies kind of went into that. Um, Baby Driver did it really well. Mm -hmm. If you haven't seen Baby Driver, it's actually pretty good, but part of the whole plot of it is he listens to music while he's driving the getaway car for these things, and and, uh, the music that he's listening to uh, helps dictate the rhythm of his driving. It's really pretty cool. Anyway, uh, but we're not a rest. Uh, we're not a movie podcast at this moment. So, um, so yeah, I know uh, Dean Ambrose, John Moxley not showening up at the Royal Rumble. I think we all agree nope, that that's not happening. happening. No, again, no. there may be someone from AEW show up. People are believing it though. I was literally just having a game cast with someone mm-hmm. from uh, North Dakota. I want to say. North Dakota, and he's not even a huge wrestling fan, but he says he catches AEW and so on and so forth. But he's like, oh, I'm going to watch the Royal Rumble because I can't wait to see Dean Ambrose. I'm like, what? You don't even watch wrestling and you know of this stupid rumor? Like, and you're excited. I'm like, dude, it's not happening. There's, I'm telling you right now, if you're going to watch the Royal Rumble for this, prepare to be disappointed. Don't watch it because of this because Dean Ambrose is not showing sure. like, Oh, but I want to see the heel shield. I know he's a good guy, so I don't want to make fun of him or make him mm-hmm. mimic him. But I'm like, dude, it is not happening. Yeah. Like, you and say, the fact that this guy you, you say I don't want to make fun of him, mimic him, right after mimicking him and making fun of him. So, um, you I, say I, that, but um, and there you do, you do it again. Um, <laughs> here, I I have a perfect example of why um, you see so many people buying into this. I have the perfect um, answer to this. Mm. Do tell. This is the answer. People want to Uh, believe. And when you give someone... When you give someone... I want to break free. Yes. Oh, yeah. This is (laughs) X-Files. I want to believe. But but that's the deal. It's, It's why people believe in alien abduction stories so much or all this stuff. Because they want to, and when you give, when when you give someone who wants to believe it, 
because people want to believe that John Moxley will show back up in, in WWE at some point. Dean Ambrose. Yeah. When you give them a, a way that it can happen. And I'm not going to say we're not guilty of doing that on this podcast ourselves. For sure. Um, we occasionally, you know, go into our own little conspiracies and, and all that. But well, in the end... That's because we also have a fantasy booking based off doing that, yeah. so... <laughs> um and so but like i said i i could see jericho showing up in for sure 100 in the royal rumble i could the see... only way that moxley shows up or dean ambrose shows up is to interfere in roman reigns match mm -hmm. no i know but that's it though that's, that's not what they're either. thinking yeah, that's not happening either but As well. um by the way Seth think... roman promo <laughs> yeah fire come on bring it in bring it fire. in bring it in Fire. Bring it in. Fire. Bring it in. Jesus. There we go. Um, there we go. Um, hey, um, good Roman impersonation there, bud. No, thank you. <laughs> Stand there, look at it. Doom, 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 doom. Uh, a, per a perfect example of um, just talking about the Roman uh, Seth segment. Uh, Roman right now is a perfect example of what the phenomena in professional wrestling that is you just need a catchphrase sometimes to get over right roman struggled to get over for so long until he was able to come up with a catchphrase that worked for him acknowledge me acknowledge me right yep. i um, acknowledge you i've just beat you every time <laughs> i wrestled you but so that was the thing at this smackdown this week he said omaha acknowledge me and the crowd went, Rah. All four, well, I mean, 4,500 of them. So it was like, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah I'm like, and then the, the <laughs> WWE piped in the rest of the Rah. But I mean, at the end of the day, if he wanted to face a mega star, he'd go to Raw and face Becky Lynch. I was like, oh my God, this guy is on fire. Loved it. I absolutely love that promo. What a way to end SmackDown. He didn't say Becky Lynch. He said your he wife. Your wife. Oh, he said your wife. Okay. <laughs> I, didn't he say your wife, Becky Lynch? Or he just said your wife? The important Either part one. is your Becky wife. <laughs> um, uh, so good. So, yeah. so uh, uh, we're going to move on to something else that I know will fire up JLB here. Ooh. CM Punk versus Wardlow. I personally think it was done exactly how it needed to be done. See, the problem is when exactly. you listen to my other podcast for calling me a whore about it, you didn't listen to my full uh, explanation of what I mentioned on that podcast. I do think they could have handled it differently uh, because it does make... Uh, it just it just seemed like they were a little flustered. It still can work, but I do believe if you would have made Wardlow um, Wardlow win, it would have been the better move for both parties. Because Ward, no. Wardlow went over when Wardlow went over over either way. Yeah, I mean Wardlow, he power bombed him. Yeah, well, power bombed him he nine times. Yeah, he, he had the match won. He had the match won. It was it was MJF who cost him the match, and that's what builds this feud. Even more than that, right? It builds the feud because Wardlow was undefeated going into this match. So he not yeah. only lost to CM Punk, he lost his undefeated streak because of 
uh, MJF. Right. But even more than that, um, the match with MJF versus CM Punk means more when CM Punk is still undefeated, right? Because yeah. here's the deal. You have to think bigger picture on this thing. This whole storyline is about building MJF. Let's take everything out of this. In the end, MJF is going over in except some way. Except for the nod to Diesel. Except for yeah. the nod to Diesel and, and uh, mm-hmm. Well, but I mean, or to build up MJF versus Wardlow. It's still about building up MJF, right? Yeah. And so MJF, MJF going into a match to win versus over CM Punk, mm-hmm. which yep. is how you have that go. Yep. Because then MJF can say, "I beat him," mm-hmm. and you and didn't. You couldn't. Mm-hmm. And then right. that feud can happen. Yes, MJF can go to the back and be like, "See, I told you he wasn't so bad." Right. I even. I no, Warlow do- is gonna even help him though. What? Maybe Wardlow is gonna help. Yeah, him. he helped him For by sure. power bombing him nine times. No, 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 no. no. Okay, well, hold on. First of all, we didn't see Sean Spears versus MJF yet, right? That's next week. That's next week. Yes, that's next week. Okay, so that's gonna happen. He's gonna win. Okay, so then we're gonna get CM Punk versus MJF possibly at Revolution, I guess. Or no, Revolution's too far, huh? Um, Revolution's pro. Well, I think it, it eventually will because here's the deal. Remember. You don't have to have CM Punk wrestle every week. You don't have to have MJF wrestle every week. Right. You build it up, here, and, and then you have MJF be a chicken shit heel for whoever knows how many weeks and duck him. Right. right? No, I'd wrestle you this week, but I'm just too busy. You know? Oh, <laughs> I, I mean, I've already MJF got a match did against. Lose recently to uh, Lee Moriarty. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, no, uh, Sh- Sean Dean. Uh, Sean Dean, the captain, Sean Dean. By, by DQ. By DQ. DQ. CM Punk. Right. Finally a DQ loss. Yeah. Well, and I, I will point this out. Uh, it was a DQ loss. It was the first DQ loss in, in AEW, right? Um, and I point out, first DQ loss. There's been one other DQ, but it didn't end up in the match. It was Pac versus uh, Omega. And it was just one of the falls in an Iron Man match. Yes. This is the first DQ that ended a match. But yes. but it's important because it also meant this DQ meant something. It wasn't just oh. a throwaway DQ to to protect someone, right? Oh, he, he gets DQ'd so he didn't actually lose he, or whatever. It was a DQ that meant something. And so it's it's important that they played into it. Um, I now I will be the first to say I would have been on this show, uh, absolutely pissed at immediately after it if CM Punk would have come out there and done all that stuff and it hadn't ended in a DQ, right? Um, because we need to have DQs matter. We need to have them happen. So no, they um, made it work. Was, that they made this it was the way to have it work. A DQ finish there. But on top of it, my again, my point is. The whole point of this feud in the long run is about building MJF. CM Punk knows it. I know it. DA Fabe knows it. You know it, JLB. And so what way builds what way builds up MJF better? Wardlow getting the win and then MJF getting the win over CM Punk eventually? Or Wardlow not getting the win and then MJF getting the win over an undefeated CM Punk? That builds up MJF even more. 
Because yeah, then he can be the guy who walks around all cocky as shit for six months saying, I was the only guy who could beat this fucker. Right? Oh, you came out. Wardlow came out and couldn't beat him. Sean Spears came out and couldn't beat him. This person came out and couldn't beat him. I come along, I can beat him, right? Because I am better than you. It would have made MJF even stronger, though, if he beat CM Punk, and then he also beats Wardlow. And and that might happen. That might happen. But Wardlow doesn't have his undefeated streak anymore, is what I'm saying. In the end, for Wardlow, it doesn't matter, because Wardlow's gimmick is not the undefeated streak. It was important going into this match, but his his gimmick is he is the big guy. Right. Yeah. And so MJF coming over Wardlow is about little guy versus big guy. That's the gimmick there. And this match didn't affect that at all. In fact, it still built Wardlow up because he still powered on CM Punk nine fucking times. He had CM Punk beat. And MJF is the reason that he didn't pin because MJF said, no, do it again. He could have won that match six times. It is twice about little guy versus big guy. In the MJF CM, uh, MJF versus uh, Wordlow long storyline, it is for opposite reasons. Big guy versus little guy. The big guy physically versus little guy physically, and big guy personality versus little guy personality, mm-hmm. who's who's been shit on. Um, I was surprised not to see Wordlow get the win via MJF coming out and returning the favor by slapping Wardlow in the face or something. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, I could th- see doing too. And that could have built... But I also think it. that that sells a little bit of the I don't want to fuck with Wardlow. He's, right. he's my bodyguard. <laughs> and yeah. it is selling that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the, it's still selling it because like after the match he confronted Wardlow and Wardlow, yeah, for losing. And Wardlow was not having it. And you saw the saw the fear in MJF's face for a short period of time before Sean Spears separated them and yep. and called him out. So this builds all of that better than Wardlow winning would have. Wardlow Wardlow winning would have thrown away everything CM Punk has built for to build up MJF because again. You have to remember this whole storyline is about building MJF and Wardlow getting the win handicapped building MJF, right? So you had, but in the end, again, did you not watch that match and think Wardlow looks like a fucking beast? No, there was, but there was, okay. But again, there was more context because the, my co-hosts were also mentioning, uh, I, Again, I don't recall exactly, but there was context to why I mentioned it that way. Because I think the co-host said they didn't I, like I it. I watched the entire segment. You act, act like I didn't. I was on that entire segment listening to both your points and your co-host's points. And in the end, Wardlow losing the match because of MJF insisting that he keep going after CM Punk. And then CM Turn. Punk... CM Punk getting the Wiley veteran win the exact same day that Bret Hart got the win over Diesel, right? Right. Which was just um, going for a second powerbomb, not a tenth. But... Which was yeah, just going for a second, not a tenth. <laughs> yeah. But in the end, it it was simply this: if if MJF hadn't insisted that Wardlow do that tenth powerbomb, 
Wardlow could have literally put one finger on CM Punk and got the three count. It was that MJF. Dude was definitely hurting. Yeah, for sure. It was oh. MJF that cost Wardlow the match, which well, this will build up. The same moment of mercy that that mm-hmm. Diesel mm-hmm. had with Brett. There was yeah, where he, I, I can't even. He's, I he won't even stand. I don't want to do this. And so I think I don't think this is the beginning of a face turn for Wardlow. I don't think Wardlow really works as a face character, but he can work as a big guy tweener, right? Where, where or I'm just, a, just a big guy who who yeah. understands when he's got somebody beat. Yeah, that's my point. Kind of a tweener. He's I, I'm not a bad guy. I'm not coming out here to be a villain. I'm just coming out here to be a big guy and kick ass. And yep. and now instead of being the cocky big guy who power bombs a person ten times, he's going to be the guy who understands when he's got someone beat and pins them. Right, it's the same storyline they were telling with Scott Steiner when he was Big Papa Pump, where he could be the champion and he'd beat a person and he'd have the person beat, but instead of pinning him, he'd want to do push-ups and all of this stuff because eventually he got too cocky and then someone was able to pull out a victory over him because they took advantage of the fact that instead of pinning him when he could have, he wanted to show off. Right, so it's, having it's anybody who kicked out at four with Big mm-hmm. King Kong Bundy. Yep. You know, five. Yeah. Four. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Or so anybody in, who ever has pulled somebody up. Yep. Ever. Exactly. And ever. We've seen that recently. Right. So having now the only other way they could have done this to build the feud would have been some sort of DQ finish, right? Like DFA mentioned, or or even if it had just been, um, like you know, uh. uh some sort of weird thing where like CM Punk's laying in the ring and MJF and Wardlow get into an argument on the outside over like Wardlow's like, I don't, I'm not going to powerbomb him a 10th time. Look at, I got him beat. No, you get in there and powerbomb and the referee is counting and gets a 10 while they're on the outside. And it's a count out victory for, for CM Punk, something like that. But in the end, Wardlow losing because of something MJ did was absolutely the right way to go 100% because this is about you've got to you've got to build up CM Punk as this person who who finds a way to win right as the wily veteran who finds a way to win uh and you're building up eventually MJF as the young upstart who finally slays the dragon in this case MJF right so that's the only way the storyline could go. Having Wardlow win, Wardlow win, handicaps that storyline at every respect of it. There's no reason to have Wardlow actually win this match, and all the reasons in the world to have Wardlow lose in exactly the way he did. I think it's interesting that we continue to see these throwbacks to, especially with CM Punk, to a different time in wrestling. That he throws back to this event happening or this event happening. Well, I mean, um, he's paid homage to Brett twice, right? The one yes. he did with Darby. Yep. And so and he's clearly a huge fan. I think he mentioned even Brett. Brett was his favorite wrestler. Like, yeah. Well, in an interview I mean, before. does it really surprise you that a person who claims to be the best in the world has a has an infatuation growing up with the person who the is best the best there, there is. is, the best there the was, best the best there, there ever will be? Right. Um, you know, 
He was the excellence of execution, and CM Punk has has always billed himself as the best professional wrestler in the world, right? In, in reality, yeah. as, aside from the straight edge gimmick, um, CM Punk really has always been just trying to be the next generation Bret Hart. Yep. Yeah. I do want to say, even the straight edge gimmick, Bret Hart with his, called himself on being clean and everything too, and he was just the go-to good Canadian and da da did all the right things, didn't want to cheat, da da da. So in the sense, even the straight edge gimmick works yeah. with that. And then except for the fact that happened. Yeah. For except for the fact that the straight edge gimmick was a heel gimmick. Time. I just gotta so. always bring that up. Just gotta bring up the Survivor No, series. I'm not talking Survivor Series. I'm talking heel bread in nineteen eighty seven, okay. earlier in the year. Remember Survivor uh-huh. Series is at the end of the year. There was a whole year there. That's valid. Yep. So, so. you know, I wasn't um, bring up Survivor Series. I'm sorry. Moving on, the uh, Sammy Guevara versus Daniel Garcia match I thought was actually a very good match, although it did have some not quite as good moments in it. Um, I'm not going to call them botches. They were just like moments that didn't go quite as well as they hoped. Like um, the first attempt at a GTS, uh, not GTS, but GTH, which is Sammy Guevara's finisher that turned into some sort of a move by Daniel Garcia. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it kind of looked clunky. And then the later in the match, when Sammy Guevara hit his GTH on Danny Garcia, you could you could actually see him slap his his leg um, with one hand as he kneed Daniel Garcia so hard in the side of the head that I felt it at home. Um, so I was like, oh gee. Uh, but I thought it was a good match. Um, and that's another thing that's building up because you will, with uh, Cody Rhodes apparently coming back this week, you will see it eventually leading to a unification match, Cody versus Sammy, Gar- uh, Sammy Guevara again. Um, and then um, it's looking very obvious that whoever is the champion afterwards is going to be going uh, against Scorpio Sky at some point. Yeah, um, they've, that's, they've been moving that forward. Moving uh, the uh, I will say, going a week earlier, um, I don't know that I've ever seen Dustin have so many gifts made about that Canadian destroyer. <laughs> I was like, holy crap! Mm-hmm. There are some people loving Dustin right now. That was, and he's too big to do a Canadian destroyer. Thank God he did it over to the outside mm-hmm. and through a table and. It was, yeah. it was literally about um, as safe as it could be and looked as painful as it could be. There was another <laughs> one. I can't remember which match it was. I think it might have been the Sammy Guevara versus Danny Garcia uh, match where they did a Canadian Destroyer, but it wasn't your typical like Canadian Destroyer where it starts off looking like a powerbomb and then it flips over. It was, it was like a dive Canadian Destroyer. And, right. uh, um. and it looked so much better because it looked like the person doing the move had developed the momentum to pull the other guy over and do it. So, anyways, uh, the Hikaru Shida versus Serena D match was was really good, and it told a story, even though it was really short, because it mostly was Serena D beating the shit out of Hikaru Shida before the match. Um, but it told a story, and it also did did a storyline that I alluded to back in December. I, th- I thought she was going. Uh, this was happening back in December. Uh, Hikaru Shida is going back to Japan. So the injury angle to her leg is all about freeing her up to be back in Japan 
for the next month or so because she's got to quarantine for 14 days um and then she's gonna work some matches for stardom um I, it'll be interesting i i expect with her doing the uh injury angle that she's gonna work her matches um under her old name i don't what's it stardom no it's not stardom it's uh Toka Joshi Pro is that the one that she wrestled? Anyways, uh, but she had a different name when she wrestled there, and I anticipate she's going to wrestle under that name to help sell the, you know, Hikaru Shida's injured gimmick yeah. sort of a thing. But I, but you know, it was it was a good kind of middle ending to this Serena Deeb storyline to write Hikaru Shida off TV for a while uh, while she goes and does her other stuff, and then she can come back in a couple months and have her vengeance match to get her one up, you know, back with it. Um, it made her look like a badass though. So Serena Deeb looking even more of a badass. Mm -hmm. I'm all down for, uh, I mentioned, I was started to really notice her, I think at the beginning of December and I just liked her personality when she came out, it looked like they were really trying something with her and, uh, yeah, it's it's good. I can't wait to see what's next for her because uh, I think she's going to be one of the bigger stars, if not the next they champion maybe, to beat Britt Baker. I was going to say, at this juncture, as good as she's performing, they may be putting her in a backup plan for if uh, if they don't take the title off of Britt with, uh, with oh, um, Thunder Rosa. If, oh. if it ain't Thunder Rosa, it's probably Serena Deeb. Um, and I know Smarks is going to go, hey, there's still Chris Statlander there in the background. However, <coughs> well, Chris Statlander, I, I think they've given Chris Statlander a chance and it'll be on the next championship. Well, Chris Statlander is going to be entering into a a program that'll probably last a few months months against Le legit Layla Hirsch. Yeah. Uh, with that friendship falling apart. So you're going to see back and forth. Yeah. Them. Did so anybody see Layla Hirsch as a heel ever? Yeah, I kind of I was a little surprised with with her being the heel in that, but um, five feet of fury, baby. What do you mean? That's all Alexa Bliss kind of uh, style. Only well, no, it one hundred percent is. It's just that Layla Hirsch, in her entire build up in AEW so far, has been the underdog character right. who comes out and smiles, and everyone loves her, and they cheer for her. And so for her to suddenly now. The old adage in professional wrestling is the best time to turn someone heel is when they're super over as a face because right. then they get the biggest heel uh, thing. Um, ask, ask Stone Cold how that worked out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Doesn't always work out, but that tends to be what they do. So, Did um, the mixed tag match happen already? Or is that next week? Uh, that's this coming week. It's okay. Wednesday. So, yeah, it's going to be. Um, so it's very possible that Chris Statlander might be in that picture for a while too, though. Also, also right? uh, so, Dig the, hey, young bucks, get out of the way. Let me. Uh... Mm -hmm. Yep. Introducing Britt Baker into that feud there is, is interesting. It also opens up the idea for um, the Adam Cole uh, group to get a, its own name, um, which we already separate know is, is going to happen. Separate from the elite. We already know it's. Uh, Paragon. Yeah, it's going to happen with Paragon. They've. So filed for that trademark um but it opens it up for, for it to be a a a faction that has two main superstars in it a male and a female superstar that kind of run the thing which then means do, does paragon end up also having 
uh, Rebel and um, Jamie Hader. Jamie Hader in it. Yep. Um, Does it end up having two tag teams in it? Yeah, two tag teams. Uh, Red Dragon and and Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's Until a lot Kenny of Omega with... comes back. Mm-hmm. And oh, that's... I think Kenny Omega is going to be the cleaner when he comes back. Very likely, but the thing is, is he going to be the cleaner and want the Young Bucks back at his side? And that's very possible. That's going to be, I think, where the feud comes out. I think, I think he comes I back. I think he's, he's going like, to be a face. The cleaner's a heel, right? So I think he's the cleaner's going to be a face. I don't think. I don't think Kenny Omega is going to be a face in the near future in in AEW. Um, well, the cleaner can be a face in that he's taking out the heels. That is neither a heel nor face. It's a. I'm killing everyone. That's what I say. I think he's going <laughs> to be a heel. We've said before, heels don't have to get along with each other. Bad guys can hate the other bad guys. Um, good guys don't have to get along with each other. They just have to be good to each other. They just have to be good to each other. And so mm-hmm. he can come back and still be a heel, but still be like, I want I want my group back. And I think they already planted the seeds to that when, when he was leaving. He, he gave that whole speech about the Young Bucks holding it down while he was gone. And uh, Adam Cole was like, "Yeah, no, I, you know, trust me, I'll I'll make sure that this is." I was like, "Oh, I was, I was talking talking to Matt and Nick, but yeah, you you do you do too, you help out too, you know." <laughs> um, and so he's gonna come back, and he's gonna want Matt and Nick back at his side. And so the question is, are Matt and Nick already going to be not at Adam Cole's side, and he comes back and has them? And says, now we're going to get our revenge? Or is he going to come back and have to try to win Matt and Nick's freedom, for lack of a better term? Or but either or way, the, uh, Matt and Nick go, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be a part of a faction anymore because mm-hmm. I, I can't keep friendships. Yeah. Because they've not I... lost the Cody friendship. They've lost, you know, there's, there's a longer storyline you can sell there. I think they're going to break up right when Kenny does come back anyways. It's going to be like instant breakup. I don't think he's going to try to win him back. I think it's just basically going to happen. Young Bucks turn on them. Kenny comes back. Oh, and I think, gonna have I think the there's going to be a, a title shot involved. You know. I don't well, think I you did, said I, on the I, podcast, congratulations to Lucha Express. Or to, yeah, Lucha Express. Jurassic uh, Express, uh, yeah. Jurassic Express. Um, yeah. but First the, titles. The only downside to it is uh, the fact that um, I think it's helped solidify the rumor that Marco Stunt is probably done with AEW because they had him yeah. nowhere near that celebration Correct. one way or another. But Correct. yeah, um, but he's also seen. So yeah, well, that's the. I mean, he very well might be in American Idol quarantine right now and that's not even available. Exactly. You know, we don't Correct. we don't even know. You know, he even if he wasn't in that, he wouldn't be allowed to say it on social media, um, because they want to keep that surprise for when he's actually unveiled on the. Yeah, but you can show. make a video. Hey guys, congratulations! Da, 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 when I get back, if, blah, 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 blah. if he if he's in quarantine, he might limit it on what he can post by American Idol. Like American yeah. Idol might be like, you can't post anything that could potentially give away that you're in quarantine and him posting even something that says you know I'm congratulations to my friends <laughs> yeah congratulations to my friends i couldn't be there in person but i want to that that then might give too much away 
to the where that he might be in. I mean, literally, these contracts can sometimes say you you can't have any social media presence whatsoever while in quarantine because anything right. you post might give. I mean, here's the you realize people can go through the EXIF data on pictures and figure out where pictures were taken when they post right. to Twitter, right? So he posts a video or a picture that says, you know, congratulations to my best buds in, in AEW for winning the title. And someone looks at the EXIF data and realizes that it it points to the Hard Rock Hotel in Vegas or something like that, you know, and then puts two and two together that that's where uh, the audition rounds of American Idol are taking place. And so, you know, he's probably or, there for... Or yeah. where, the, where the, the people already eliminated are at, mm-hmm. you know. That's fair. Yeah, fair point. And so, so he might be one hundred percent eliminate. Uh, you know, limited on what he can do. And but the the thing is, the more telling part is AEW not mentioning it. Is, you know, Jungle Boy or Luchasaurus or even Chris Cage, not saying, you know, we wish Marco could have been here, but, you know, he's he's off. Um, so we'll hold it down until Marco comes back or whatever. The fact that he hasn't even been mentioned on AEW TV is more telling well, than that the fact still that might, he didn't say anything. That still might go to your point because they don't want to allude to people searching why isn't Marco Stunt there, da 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 either, right? But so let's just but, not say anything. But the last time he surprise. the last time he was shown, uh he did a big move and they could really easily sell it as he's out injured. So they could just say on AEW, you know, Marco get better, you know, we'll hold it down until you're back or whatever. And they aren't even saying that. Mm-hmm. But they're not even saying that. They're not even playing an injury angle or anything. He's Oh just no, I think he's definitely released anyways. I think Persona non grata um right now. So um but uh uh Rampage of course, you know, we've talked earlier, DFA really liked Rampage and it was good. Adam Cole versus Trent Beretta was awesome. Uh, Sean Spears beating up a nobody, whatever, right? Uh, Statlander, Hirsch, and Red Velvet versus Ford, Rose, and Bunny was a decent match. Um, and the fact that they were able to get a fourth match in with Jurassic Express versus Silver and Reynolds mm-hmm. really means they packed that one hour pretty heavily. Um, Are they underusing John Reynolds or John Silver? John, I think they, I love Johnny Huggy. Um, he is I, so it, it funny. It is tough to not say. I mean, here I am, a big fan of Luchasaurus, uh, an okay fan of Jungle Boy, and I'm rooting for John Silver. Not, not Alex Reynolds. I could give a shit less if he wins. <laughs> but yeah, I'm all just... about, I mean, my feelings about that are the same as, as Smarks' feelings about Santana and Ortiz. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm sorry, that, Alex that... Reynolds sucks for your life. John Silver, I need more of that on my TV. Yeah. The the what sad the thing hell? is, I think we'll both agree. The unfortunate thing is, I and and this is not a dig against Alex Reynolds, but Alex Reynolds is one hundred percent the Marty Jannetty in that tag team. Oh my gosh, uh, for sure. And and, and we want to see more of the HBK. Yes. You know, he's good and talented, and Marty Jannetty was really talented and good. But we knew who the star from that tag team was. We know who the star from this tag team. Is. I think there I, were more questions about whether or not HBK or Janetti was the star 
at this stage in their in their partnering than there is about Reynolds and Silver. I think Silver Silver damn near for sure is a TNT title yeah. contender. And damn near is is a world title contender just how over he is. You gotta make him face though. I mean he's already kind of facing he's a fa- the fans. He's he's, but... he's the perfect tweener. Johnny Hungy just gonna come the, in the, every the Dark time Order has been face a for a year now. They're yeah. a face team. Every he's time he gets into like a match, he just clears the ring. The kazoo. Every I love it. <laughs> Bringing out I, the kazoo is great. I cannot help but think that John that John Silver. Dang it! He, he, he I, I don't know where, what, I don't know how far is too far to push him. Right now, like, I kind of want to put tag titles on him, but I don't really want Alex Reynolds to hold the tag titles over Jungle <laughs> Boy and Luchasaurus. I mean, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy as a tag, I like better. You can I'd John love to see an Evil Uno. I'd love to Take see. Up. No, I don't like Evil Uno at all. You don't like Evil No. No, I, if you're gonna pair John Silver up with somebody else in Dark Order, you put him with Colt Cabana because it's that entertaining. Those are the two most entertaining people in that, barring Anna Jay and, and mm-hmm. technically by association Tay Conti, Tay Conti, technically. Yeah. But uh, damn it, I I think John Silver might be. A guy I'd want to see beat Sammy Guevara for the TNT Championship. And does that that devalue the TNT Championship? I don't know. I I don't don't think think it does right now. He just has to be maybe a little less goofy. Because of how goofy he is, it's great, it's fantastic. But it also undermines his capability of being a champion too. So you have to find that perfect balance. But I think he could be, I mean, he could be a entertaining as hell. Like here's I the, don't here's want the him one to thing. Be. I want to Here... see more. I want him to elevate more. Like he's goofy as fuck, which I like and I enjoy. But he has to tone down it just a bit so you we can take you a little bit more seriously, so you can be a better champion, uh, a champion that can hold it for a few months or even you know six, seven, eight months. I, I would uh, suggest that's the one thing AEW is missing is is title movement a little bit more often. Well, in fact. Um, I was I'm kind of hoping Adam Page loses to Lance Archer and then immediately gets it back, like mm-hmm. immediately, like yeah. I think I Wednesday think to Friday to to that <laughs> argument. I think it comes down to simply this: um, that they're worried that that at this point in their career at AEW as a whole. That too much title movement will will devalue the titles, and we've talked about how I we don't necessarily think that's true, but I do understand that they're three years old. They 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 want to establish some some things. Now, I I would argue that they uh they moved the title to from Omega to uh Adam Page faster than they really wanted to. Because they knew it was the right time to do it. I think they wanted to keep it on Kenny Omega until he was over a full year as the as the champion. But they knew that for Kenny Omega's health and safety and for uh, uh, Adam Page and for the storyline, it made more sense for it to end where it did. Uh, but I think, I, I think AEW would have gladly kept Kenny Omega champion for another two or three months. 
just to get over that year because I, I think I they feel think, that they need. I think they have year. good enough wrestlers that are over that are that are that people believe in enough. Now I do think Adam Page needs a little longer run because Adam Page is not Kenny Omega or John Moxley. Um, but I think after this this run, if it's a Miro. If it's a, a Kenny Omega getting his second one, if it's a Daniel uh, Brian Danielson, if it's a CM Punk, even if it's an MJF, at that juncture, I think we'll be able to move it a little bit quicker for well, a that, short while. I Just think, to say, there are seven dudes mm-hmm. in this world title yeah. picture. I think when Kenny Omega comes back, what they should do is have it bounce between Kenny. <laughs> Excuse me, between Kenny and Hangman. Once or twice, you know, and then whoops. Kenny comes and wins it, and then Hangman a week or two later is able to win it back, yeah. you know, and then Kenny wins it, and then Hangman wins it. Between those two who've already established themselves as world champions, bouncing back and forth, uh, it doesn't hurt things. Um, well, if, and I think you can throw a Christian Cage in there. I think you can throw a Miro. If you in throw there. a, if you throw a John Moxley in, I don't know if I feel Miro is at the level yet. Um, but John Moxley definitely is. So that again, you've got former the reason champion. I throw a Miro in there is he it, in terms of the era we're talking about where it was moving mm-hmm. so much. The reason I throw a Miro or a Lance Archer or somebody like that in there is very simply that is your your either introductory level to Kurt Angle um, or your in your homage to if it's Christian Cage, your homage to. Um, Cactus Jack or or Mankind or, or to Mick Foley. Yeah. I don't have a, and, I don't have an issue against Christian Cage so much um, because he's got the Wiley veteran thing. I, I think to me right now, Miro hasn't established himself in the main card enough yet for right. it to bounce and back and forth. And so, but, but, but that's why I say you've got... Certainly Moxley. Lance Archer hasn't. Yeah, but, Lance Archer needs... But if to, MJF but, is in that conversation, Wordlow could easily be in that conversation. Yeah. But for a I'm, short stint, I'm, Wordlow cannot hold the title for a long yeah, time. I'm not sure MJF is in that conversation right now, but that's what the CM Punk thing is supposed to do. It's supposed to elevate him potentially to it. To so. that but that's why I, I mentioned former champions, Omega, Moxley. Um, it bounced between, you know, Page and Moxley. Then Omega wins it off Moxley, and then uh, Omega wins it back off Moxley, then beats Moxley for you know or whatever that bouncing around these are all established main event or top level stars um you could even well, throw Jericho in for for a one off because he's a former world champion he's able to come in and and I, and get I a victory think you can test the waters with somebody who hasn't been an AEW champion um, Darby might be the person possibly I think Darby, you can test I, the waters with a couple others yeah i think my point is with testing the waters they have to be someone that you've worked up to main event caliber yet yeah. and at the moment and mjf is the closest mjf is the closest he's not there yet adam lance cole archer is the, the closest lance Ar- yeah adam cole is is definitely very close he's there and yeah. and that can and that can play directly into the kenny omega kenny omega comes back challenges hangman page for the belt says, you know, I want my belt back. He wins it back. And then immediately Adam Cole turns on him and says, I want my shot. You, you, where were you the last four months? You know, I was here holding it down while you were off, you know, licking your wounds. And so he takes a shot and is able to beat Kenny Omega for it. 
in a fire match, right? Yeah. And then yeah. Kenny Omega comes back and tries to do it, and Hangman Page is able to beat Adam Cole, and then Adam Cole beats, you know. So he definitely worked it. I just, the, Brian the Danielson, thing, Brian that, Danielson would 100%. Because, again, not a world champion yet in AEW, but a world champion caliber. Caliber, well, right? And, and, I, and I think once you get five or six in there, you can move it fluidly over, mm-hmm. over a year's time. And I'm not talking 15 different title reigns. No. But I am talking not nine months worth of his idol being held. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a month or two with talking, one person, two months with the next person. I am, yeah, I am talking somebody could hold it for, for, and, and then, and there then could it be five different hands. champions in a year. Yeah. Or three different champions in a year. Mm-hmm. You just start to see that fluidity, and that mm-hmm. opens the door for, the the Lance Archer losing to all of these people establishing the next tier that is not all the way there, yep. or the Miros or things like that. Now can, again, Lance Archer Miro came back Brian looking Anderson, like he. I think sets it up. Yeah, uh, so, Lance so Archer coming back looks like he might. He's bulked up. He definitely looks swole. Um, he oh, looks like he's he's. He'll come out of that match there. looking like a monster, and and again, mm-hmm. Hangman Page will come out of that match looking like a guy who. Can, by the skin of his teeth, survive. Yep, that's like the story you tell. Survive. Do we know how much he gained? Because I feel like he gained. He gained muscle for sure, and he got fatter too. Uh, he, I, I'm even. I dare to say he gained like thirty pounds. I did, I don't see fat. him as much fatter now. Keep in mind, he was wearing a shirt, not not. I don't know. You know, bare chest. New braids are cool as shit, though. His braids look cooler. I I was getting tired of the the red anyways, um. But no, he he de- he looks swole as hell. So mm-hmm. I, I'm excited for that. So, so yeah, um, I, I I just think we're getting very very close to. There are enough high level performers that AEW can do the title switches. Uh, again, my, our, we've said it before on this show. I don't understand WWE having the top performers in the world. And, and again, with the exception of AEW, nobody can deny that. Um, and we've had it on a guy for 502 days now mm-hmm. in one spot. And it's moving a little bit on Raw. Of course, that's the lesser product. But, you know. Uh, well, that, and it's moving movement... a little bit on Raw mostly because uh, they punted and brought Brock Lesnar in. And yeah. They were like, well, well we and, and, and again, and, and with chicken chip matches where there's four guys or there's three guys or there's, you know, a, a money in the bank cash in. I don't want chicken chip matches. I want, I, oh my gosh, Brian Danielson just won the championship. But, oh my gosh, Brian just, Brian Danielson just lost the championship because those two are so evenly matched. It's just, it's, it, it's, it's that mm-hmm. much, man. What happened with KO? I, I suddenly don't feel like I see him on TV now anymore. He got a giant contract and now he's relaxing. Shut up. Yeah. It's <laughs> the three-week push after the giant contract. You sign a giant contract, you get a push for a little bit, and then now that you've signed the contract, they don't need to keep you happy anymore. So yeah. you just kind of fade off for a while. And, and again, you don't sign a $2 million contract and be worried about whether or not you're happy. No, that's it. Fuck it. They have $2 million. And if they say, hey, you don't have to jump off the top of 20-foot structures anymore, mm-hmm. you go, eh, I'm probably okay. okay with that for a while. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You sign your $2 million contract, and then you go home and spend some time with your son. 
Yeah, buddy. Yeah. So, um, but anyways, well, on that note, I think we'll start to wrap things up here. We went a little bit longer than an hour and a half we were aiming for, but we are still a little <laughs> shorter than we've been. Um, I was I was gonna say if you're listening and you want to choose which pack of these we open next, we got ten packs remaining. So just tweet at either myself or JLB or even DA Fabe a number between one and ten. We'll choose one of you guys uh, for the number that we choose, and we'll see what's in that pack, and, and we'll go from there. But make sure to check out the doobly doos down below for all of the links to our merch store. Where you can, I decided to wear this hat today because I hadn't worn it in a while. So this hat yeah, or a shirt with this on well. it or the, the Sasha Bear or the, the fake cops, real pro wrestling on a shirt or the raw and order with the thing. Look at all those shirt. things. How many yeah. times have you washed that Sasha Bear shirt? I wash it every time after I wear it. Okay. I mean, I'm not too, uh, but I'm saying, okay. And the color still so looks twice good. Week. Twice yeah. a week. Yep. that's great at, that's great. at least so, once a week often twice a week because do you do do you do it in and out do you uh put it inside I do, out i well i don't purposefully do it but sometimes just the way i take shirts off they end up inside out so <laughs> okay. you know that's fair okay yeah, you no, put but a lot I'm of saying, thought into your laundry there jlb for a guy no but I, I'm, I'm 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 saying I'm saying look at the quality still of the shirt yeah. after several washes but at the end of the day you don't have to Talk to me about washing shirts. You could talk to me about my podcast, Real Talk Radio, at Real Talk Radio 8 or <laughs> anchor.fm slash RTR. Um, and um, this haircut is not happening anytime soon. Long hair, don't care. We're still in COVID time. So you know what? You're just going to have to see oh, yeah. me in my room and uh, with this hair. Up in oh, Montreal, gosh, you guys fun. have have some slightly more restrictions than we have here, even with the surge here in Nebraska. So, um, well, I mean, we're ending technically tomorrow, so the curfew is ending tomorrow, and um, bars Ooh. and stuff like that will be opened actually as of okay. Yep. Yeah, yep. there's never been a curfew, um, in effect in nebraska no 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 no. quebec is the only place in the world i feel that does it you really suck you're like bruce pritchard with the camera changing jesus christ kevin dunn he's kevin dunn excuse me i was trying to go to the right people okay next one i guess is gonna be me you can reach me at district attorney vincent k fabe at uh da vincent k fabe right there Mm -hmm. Um, i'm only on twitter and that's the only place i'm gonna be so um we're gonna go back to our host with the most, you can find me at Ron Order WBU on pretty much anything, um, Twitter, except... TikTok, and everything, except for on Facebook where I'm at Pissant Podcast uh, for weird reasons that it doesn't really matter. But um, you can get a Pissant Podcast hat or shirt at our merch store, which you can find both on the Facebook or at the link in the doobly-doo, com. Um, so you can go there, you can find all the merchandise, you can find the autograph shirt or any of that stuff, all sorts that you can even find a one that says JLB is a whore. So yeah, um, I still gotta get that. I still gotta get that. I so. just want to get that. Maybe I'll get that in a hoodie. Yep. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, you can do all of that and everything. We're going to uh, go ahead and close the book on the wrestling booking unit. And then we will be back in a couple days for the fantasy booking this week, which I think with all the fun stuff and Royal Rumble coming up, I think there's a lot of fun stuff we can do. So uh, you guys get a Royal Rumble the shit out of it, aren't you? 
No, I mean you're I can doing, already yeah. see your smirk. I can got, feel it, smarks. We got Valentine's Day smirk. coming up in in not too long, so I fully oh, expect Jesus. DA Fabe to to have a Valentine's Day match. Uh, no, why would you do this? Why um, would you do this? I will now tell you this week's here. challenge. This week's challenge will, in fact, have something to do with the podcast we did tonight. It's the oh. only warning you get. Only warning. Only. We warning. did a lot tonight. We did a lot tonight. So, we did do a lot no. tonight. To, to get to the conversation about the shirt, um, I do want to point out one of the things my wife is absolutely pissed at. She bought about a year ago one of the, the well, it was maybe a little bit longer than a year ago, the Alexa Bliss coffee shirts that looks like a Starbucks logo with the Alexa Bliss whatever. Um, and within three washings, it was starting to fade. Right. And it's now almost, you can't read it almost at all. It is so bad. This thing has been washed twice as many times as that shirt has and looks way better. So the quality of these shirts is second to none. I want to point that out. I, I, I do also want to point out the gray hoodie sweater, though. After two washes, it does fade a little. Yeah. Like you almost can't see the logo. So I don't know if it's a temperature thing on my end or if I just don't do it inside out. I honestly forget by the time it's wash time, I just throw everything in there. So, yeah. but anyways, uh, but on that note, we're going to go ahead and close the book. Uh, make sure to visit tatnisco.com, link in the doobly doos, and be back in a couple days for our fantasy booking. And Thank JLB, you. I'm sorry, I just learned, I'm just learning the producer stuff. So, mm -hmm. but okay, Kevin note, Dunn. <laughs> thank you all for listening. We will see you Ciao. soon. Bye.